I'm James Brian Smith. Welcome to the Things Above podcast. You're listening to episode 120. Today's thought from above is this. Be happy for God. If you missed the pod episode or this is your first time listening, this is a podcast for what we call Mind Discipleship. It's a podcast for those who want to set their minds on things above. That's where the name of the podcast comes from, from Colossians 3, 1 and 2, where Paul encourages us to set our minds on things above. Setting our minds on good, beautiful, and true thoughts, on uplifting, encouraging, life-giving, biblically-based thoughts from above is not easy. And that is why we do this podcast, to provide for you in each episode a thought from above that you can dwell upon so that your heart will be warmed and you will become an epiphany of grace. In episode 119, I talked about the glory of God, that the heavens are declaring the glory of God. And I define glory as the combination of power and beauty. And I talked about how the glory of God is seen in the ways in which God is beautiful and good, because that's the world that we live in. I want to talk today about an insight that I discovered from the great Dallas Willard, who was my mentor and friend. Dallas wrote The Divine Conspiracy in the, in the 1990s. I was actually a teaching assistant for him. And so when the book was coming off of, the, literally off of his printer, he was letting me read early chapters. And so when I read chapter three about how we live in this God-bathed world, I was absolutely blown away by the way he described the nature of the universe and, and God as a result of it. So in one of my classes I teach at Friends University, called Living as an Apprentice of Jesus, I have the students read The Divine Conspiracy. So every year I get to reread The Divine Conspiracy. And as I was going through it again, I was struck by this section. And I want to share some of Dallas's quotes from that chapter that are amazing thoughts from above. Dallas writes this in The Divine Conspiracy. We live in a world that is inconceivably beautiful and good. Because of God and because God is always in it. Oh, wow. Okay, there it is. We live in a world that is inconceivably beautiful and good. Why? Dallas says, because of God, and because God is always in it. So it's not just empty space or lifeless matter. God is very much a part, is in this world that we live in. Then Dallas goes on to say this, it is a world in which God is continually at play, and over which he constantly rejoices. When I read that, I just had to stop. I grabbed my highlighter, and I just marveled at that. Think about this just for a minute. It's a world, the world that we live in, in which God is continually at play and over which he constantly rejoices. What an image. God as playful. God as rejoicing. On this podcast, I've talked about the study that was done at Baylor, the, the big poll that they did when they ask American Christians across the board, all denominations, a number of questions about their faith. And the question about God was, you know, what do you think God is like? And the number one answer, 38% of American Christians ticked the box that said this, God is an angry judge who is always watching us and he's poised to punish us. It's like, whoa, God is an angry judge. Think about that. That's the dominant image of 
four out of ten Christians, and, I, and probably something like it is in the minds of more people. There's that old refrain, maybe you've done it in your church, where the preacher will say, God is good, and the people say, all the time. And then the preacher says, and all the time, and the people say, God is good. I love that refrain. But if that's true about four out of ten Christians, their refrain would be, God is mad all the time, and all the time God is mad. So with that false narrative in mind, when Dallas writes, God is continually at play, and God is constantly rejoicing, your mind just has to go, wait, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that how I view God? But Dallas isn't done. He takes it another step. This is what he writes. When I was in South Africa, I went to see the beaches near Port Elizabeth. I was totally unprepared for the experience. I'd seen beaches, or so I thought. But when we came over the rise where the sea and land opened up to us, I stood in stunned silence and then slowly walked toward the waves. I saw space and light and texture and color and power that seemed hardly of this earth. I'll stop there for a second because I just love the image. There's Dallas. He's this philosopher, right? World-famous philosopher. He's walking on the beaches uh, in the sand of this, this beach in South Africa. And suddenly he's in silence. He's stunned. And he's looking out and he sees light and texture and color and power that seem to be something bigger than this earth. And then he goes on to say, Gradually there crept into my mind the realization that God sees this all the time. He sees it, experiences it, knows it from every possible point of view. This and billions of other scenes like and unlike it. What a, what a thought. He's saying, well, what I'm seeing right now, God sees it all the time. And God sees it from every possible point of view or angle. You know, now it's very popular. We've got all these drones, which is great because these drones give us incredible images because they can fly over and we can see things from a different perspective and go, wow, that's so beautiful. But think about this. What Dallas is saying is God is like a million drones, a billion, a trillion drones. God can see all of these images all the time. This happens to me frequently. I was recently in Colorado and was in the mountains, and suddenly I just went, whoa. Now, what Dallas is saying, that, that thing that happened to you right there, God has the ability to see that all the time. But listen to what he says next. Great tidal waves of joy must constantly wash through God's being. <laughs> what a thought. That God, far from being angry or mad, that God has great tidal waves of joy that are just washing through God's being. And then here's the one that really knocked me out. The next sentence is, It's perhaps strange to say, but suddenly I was extremely happy for God. I love that. Dallas is on the beach going, You go, God. This is, this, you must love this. You see this all the time. You must have so much joy washing through you. What an incredible insight or understanding of the nature of God. I mean, that idea of God having tidal waves of joy washing through him, that just touches my soul in a, in a wonderful way. It, it, it warms my heart. You know, I think 
back to when I was a kid, and there were times when I would see my mom and dad laughing. And my mom and dad both loved to laugh, and, I, and my older brother Mike could really, I'm, he was super funny, and he could make them laugh. And he would say and do something, and I can just see their faces just laughing so hard, tears coming to their eyes. You know, as a little kid, that makes you feel so good. Because when you see your parents laugh, like really laugh, it's the people who brought you into this world, the people who care for you, that are the authority figures and so forth. When you think of them as happy and rejoicing, it just makes you feel good. And I think that's the same, same reason why I felt that when I read this quote from Dallas, because it's like, wow, my heavenly father is rejoicing. That makes my soul feel good. Okay, Dallas isn't done. I got to get you the next quote. The next thing he writes is this. We should begin to think that God is full of joy. Undoubtedly, he's the most joyous being in the universe. Whoa! God is the most joyous being in the universe. Set your mind on that one for a while. That's a thought from above that if you can set your mind on, that will just expand your understanding. God is the most joyous being in the universe. Okay, I have to stop though. Some of you got to do a little caveat here because some are saying, well, wait a minute, what about the sin and the brokenness? that's in this world. Doesn't that grieve God? Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's possible to be grieved at something, at the sin and brokenness of the world, because God loves us so much, and yet still see the bigger picture. That's what God does. God sees the big picture. And God knows how this all ends, which is what? The restoration of all things. It's the new heaven and the new earth. So we look at something and we grieve and we say there's brokenness and sin. And God says, oh, I know there is, but I also have redeemed all of this, reconciled it. I am going to make all things new. So God, he gets to see the the beauty and the wonder and the goodness of this world. And he also gets to see how it all ends and put that all together. And that's why we can say, why Dallas can write, God is undoubtedly the most joyous being in the universe. Final part of the quote is this. He says, All of the good and beautiful things from which we occasionally drink tiny droplets of soul-exhilarating joy, God continually experiences in all their breadth and depth and richness. See, what he's saying there is we get these little moments when we go, Oh, wow, the, the, the soul-exhilarating joy. We feel that. He calls them tiny droplets of soul-exhilarating joy. C.S. Lewis called them stabs of joy, which is a little more violent image. But, you know, that feeling is just a little, you get poked at, like there's this joy. But Dallas is saying, we feel that and it comes and goes. But God continually experiences that in a deeper way than we ever possibly can. That's why he can say, undoubtedly, God is the most joyous being in the world. I don't know about you, but I want to see the beauty of the world. I want to pay more attention to that. I want to look at the, the glories of the heavens and the beauty of this earth and, and see that and go, amen, amen, thank you, God. And you know what? I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you, God. You made all of this, and you made us to desire all of this. And it's a wonderful thing the way you've made us. But I want to take that next step, not just to see it and notice it, because that's the first part, to see it and notice beauty 
But then to see it and notice it and then give thanks for it is the next step to praise God for it, because beauty is penultimate, not ultimate. We don't want to focus on just the beauty, but when we encounter beauty, we see this sunrise or sunset, we should say, wow, but then say, thank you. You know, praise God for it. But then what Dallas is saying, there's one more level, one more way that we can look at all this, and that is to say, I'm happy for God. Bless you, God. That is where I want to be and what I want to see. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I hope you'll join me next week for episode 121, which is a Things Above Conversation with Philip Yancey. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at James Brian Smith, and you can learn more about this podcast. And if you'd like to donate to the Things Above podcast, you can. You can do so on our website, apprenticeinstitute.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And you can also subscribe, which means you're going to get them automatically each week. My hope, as always, is that one day if you're asked, what's on your mind? Your answer will be, things above. <laughs>